0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Bonafide Moto Show. I'm your host, Joe Fleming, also known as So Tall Right Now. And once again, it's good to be back on the show. Um, I think I said this last week, it's, um, you know, having the show three days a week was really great to um, have like a a great consistency of people on the show, and, and I got really used to it. Um, so having like a week in between, it's just really weird. Um, but it's fine. I'm getting used to it. I'll be okay. Um, yeah. So we've got a great, uh, guest on tonight's show. We've got Hannah Johansson from Sweden. Um, I was actually, if you saw on our Instagram stories, I did like a little one minute promo video, um, just saying who was on tonight's show. Um, and I actually had to do two takes of it because the first time I said we have Hanna Johansson from Switzerland. Uh, a very American thing to say, so I had to redo it. Um, so, she is a triumph... Amb- actually, a wait. We'll talk more about her when she gets on the show. Um, so, this show is made possible by our friends at Motul. Um, if you've seen our Instagram stories and my stories as well, on so tall right now. I've been doing a lot of, um, sort of clips on the, actually, I don't have anything here in the, in the office of the moto wash. I used it on my mountain bike and then I used it on the scrambler the other day. And I thought that I would actually be able to use the moto wash and then return it straight back to the dealership. No problem. Um, but it did need a little bit more TLC and needed some like good soap. So in a pinch, um, a motor wash can get you pretty far. Um, I wouldn't say it'll return a bike back to the dealership top notch, but it'll get you damn close. Um, so um, if you've missed any episodes, um, we are, uh, actually we're currently featured on Apple Podcasts, so for those in South Africa, if you go to the new and noteworthy section of Apple Podcast, we are currently featured, which is pretty damn cool. Um, so tonight's interview will be available from tomorrow, I believe. Um, usually we get those up um, by the next morning, so I will pop a link onto our website um, with all that. And... Yeah, I think that's it. I'm hoping that um, our show can be entertaining for you. Things are pretty freaking weird at the moment out there. Um, so hopefully we can take your mind off of uh, the current situation uh, around here and we can talk about some travel and about motorcycles and have a good time. So without further ado, I'm going to add Hannah to the call. So Hanna, here comes the request. Where are you? There you are. Sweet. And oh also, if you have questions at any time, get the question mark below. Hi Hannah. Hello. <laughs> How are you?
1: I'm so good. <laughs> How are
0: you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good, thanks. Great. Um, I'm glad I caught you just in time. So I, I literally messaged Hannah like fifteen minutes ago, said hey, like just want to make sure you're still good to go for the show. And she's like, Great, I just arrived in at my accommodation. So yeah, looks like it was perfect timing that you arrived.
1: Yeah, I'm very happy. But the thing is that the GPS uh, didn't really show me the right location. So, and I am in a castle in Sweden right now. Oh wow! I actually live in a castle. I wish I could show you around, but now I have mounted my 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 phone here. That's... It was hard to find, but it's oh, really wow. a gorgeous location.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So, did you? Are there photos or videos on your Instagram stories for people to check out?
1: Yes, but okay. today will come up on my stories uh, the day after tomorrow. Actually, I record everything and then I upload it afterwards. So,
0: okay. yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> so you can see this so, in
1: two days. Yeah.
0: So do you find that um, uh, when you're out sort of riding and doing stuff, that's it's easier for you to shoot the video and then rather upload it sort of strategically at a later date?
1: yeah actually it's mostly because a friend of mine told me that i shouldn't tell seventeen thousand people exactly where i am all the time so that, that was the main reason why i started doing that it was actually because of safety but then i realized that i got more time you know to actually enjoy what was going on around me in the moment when i just recorded and then let the phone be for a while and then uploaded it later so two good things came out
0: of that actually to start doing that that's that's um i'm, I'm gonna have to i, I want to try to apply that because it you was know, something you mentioned that kind of strikes home for me is that um so for example when i was in india that was the first time that i would mass upload and capture stories of what we were doing but yeah. what i would do is i would capture it and then i would sit there and i would tag and do stuff yeah that takes away time from everything. It does. Um, so I can see there's a lot more value in sort of recording it cool, remembering it, and then going about your business. And then later, maybe when you're home at the evening, you can kind of sit down and actually strategically put it out and then you've got more time to spend.
1: Just like that, yes. Yeah. It's great. For me, it works perfectly fine, and I'm super happy about it. So when I now after this, I'm gonna sit down for an hour and take everything. And also, you get to kind of relive the things that you yeah. did like two days
0: ago. So It's quite nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you for that tip. I'm gonna I'm gonna remember that for myself. Maybe other people who upload Instagram stories, they can do the same thing. Yeah, it's a great. Um, but like, um, I actually did that. Um, I was using some of the Motul wash and I did a mountain bike video and I recorded it. I was like, cool, I'll do this later because I had stuff to do. And it was like four days later, I forgot. And I was like, okay, cool, gotta finally do this. But it does help, it does help. (laughs) So so where are you at the moment? Where are you traveling to and from? Um,
1: Well, right now I'm like an hour and a half from Stockholm we are allowed now to travel one to two hours from our homes. So I'm very happy about that. So mm-hmm. now I'm just exploring uh, my neighborhood more or less. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm doing. I am in a small town right now called Spareholm. I've never been here before. Okay. And I'm in this castle that, as I mentioned before, that was very hard to find. <laughs> and it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, out here, I have a lake right now and trees and birds. And it's just like mm-hmm. being in a tale. So this crisis, I mean, actually I should have been in India at the moment. Now I should have yeah, gone back to India and traveled for the north. Um, Where so were
0: I'm, you gonna go to? Uh, like Delhi? Sorry? Were you gonna go like from Delhi area?
1: Yes, and then okay. go north to yeah, explore the mountains. That was my plan. But now okay. I'm here. And since they said that one to two hours are okay, I'm, I'm very, oh, that is okay, sorry then, yeah, I'm exploring around here. So that's oh, what cool. I'm doing for five days, more or less. And I'm going to be
0: out for a few more days before heading back to Stockholm. Oh, great. And are you finding, um, cause actually one of the things I wanted to ask you is what, during this like weird time that we're in, yeah. like what are you doing differently or having to adjust differently from normal? And are you finding like a lot of value out of exploring more of your uh, surrounding areas?
1: Uh, I have to be honest and say that I was kind of frustrated and a little bit panicking the first couple of weeks when I just saw everything from my calendar getting cancelled, cancelled, cancelled and everything just disappeared that I was planning and I felt trapped in my own home Mm. more or less, which wasn't a very pleasant feeling. Um, So the first weeks were hard, very hard. Um, but then i mean you get used to it and you find other ways to express yourself and i mean do things that you you like so i started planning future trips for instance. i spent more times uh, more time in google maps um i bought like real paper maps that people always oh cool that, oh, i should do oh, this yeah. that was really nice. started painting you know where i've been where i want to go And that was really nice. So that was during the time when I had to stay, you know, in my apartment. And now, doing all of this and getting time to sometimes, I mean, explore your own mind. uh, Because I have so many memories. uh, And I haven't really just, you know, sit down and think and remember and digest all my memories, I guess, is the right word for it. So, I am very grateful today
0: for this time, I have to say. That's
1: great. Uh, I I mean, this show, it didn't exist before, right?
0: Nope, nope. It is a, a, this show is a prime example of adapting to the times. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's really
0: cool. You know, same as you, like all of our trips um, were cancelled, you know, like I, I think I mentioned to you on the phone the other day is that our trip to India was a recce. It was a way for us to go and explore India and see what it was about and then come back with a game plan. And then we were going to start doing trips for customers. Um, We were gonna do two rotations in November, about 10 people each to keep it an intimate group. And it was something I was extremely, extremely passionate about. i put a lot of time into it and so having lockdown, you know, now it's just, it just wiped that all out. And so I spent days, um, I think maybe there was a couple of weeks where it was just down and out. And then you kind of, you've got to get out of that rut and um, really push past and be like, okay, cool. Um, This, and I'm actually reading, I read a book called The Obstacle is the Way. And um, it spoke about the obstacle that's in your path is the way you have to get through it. Yeah and push on. And, yeah. and that's why I like the shows here. And you've just got to find new ways to explore. And same as you like, we're going to now start exploring more parts of South Africa, because, you know, South Africa is open, will, will be open. Um, we're not sure about our borders. So we'll take advantage and we'll do what we need to do. And yeah. India will always be there. Um, you know, our other trips will always be there. And twenty. 21 hopefully we can all go back yeah so, that's what i'm
1: thinking yeah. as well
2: positive thinking but that's really cool yeah yeah exactly yeah. that's really cool. <laughs>
0: yeah. and um and hannah what was one of your um what was one of your like first memorable motorcycle trips that um either you went on by yourself or it was with the group like what was the first motorcycle trip where you were so excited of like it's going to be my first one like where where was that when was that
1: well i have two actually the first one that was like a motorcycle trip it was very short it was only for like four days i was in california actually um i first lived in california no sorry i lived in san francisco for two months and then san diego for three additional months and during this time i rented a triumph bonneville and i rode uh, Highway 1 just a classic but that was my first first and no. I had this cliche dream you know about g- riding Golden Gate Bridge in mm. the sunset and I did that and when I realized that the dreams you have you can make them make them real you know you could make them into reality uh, so when I was riding on Golden Gate Bridge on this gorgeous black mm. triumph Bonneville I had tears on my cheeks, I, you know, and it was just, I, I was screaming out of joy in my helmet. It, it was just so meant to be. And I wasn't really prepared. I mean, I knew that I was going to have fun. I always loved traveling, but that was something that I wanted to experience again. So when I came back home to Sweden, I quit my job and I decided that I want to be free. So I landed a freelance job. And started working online. I didn't earn much money. It was like 900 euros, you have 900 uh, US dollars. Um, so it was just so I could live and eat. Yeah. But I had a lot of more freedom. And I had some savings. So I bought myself a Triumph Bonneville, of course, because Triumph Bonneville was the bike that I had, you know, in my memory from Highway 1. And then I started looking at the map. And this, I mean, highway one will always be special, but the trip yep. that came after that, that's just the trip. Um, I started looking at the maps and I saw that I have spent a lot of time, you know, in like Western Europe, South, Southern Europe, you know, like in Spain, France, um, Italy, those countries. Um, but on the Eastern side. I had not been to one single country, like Czech Republic, I've been to one, so is absolutely beautiful. And I started thinking, I wonder what more that was hiding out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I could see that I could actually make a road trip out of all the countries that I had not been to in Eastern Europe. And that, I think it were like um, 20 countries, yeah, 20 countries. Nineteen in the beginning, but it had to become twenty because something broke. <laughs> I had to go into Austria and fix that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but so, but that was my first solo trip. And first, I was actually planning to do it together with somebody. But I was also thinking that if I were to travel for such a long time, I wanted to travel with someone that I could really trust and that I knew. Oh. And my friends, they they are not really into motorcycles and stuff like okay. that. And if I had a friend who would, you know, tag along and sit behind me, uh, they couldn't be go- gone for that long because they had to work and so on. So first, I was thinking, okay, should I put like a, like an ad online or something? You know, and search for someone. I, I even wrote it, <laughs> and I okay. still didn't have it. <laughs> um, and I read it like a week ago because I found it on my own computer. I was just laughing to myself. You know, oh shit, I can't believe I did that, but. Um. um I mean, I could really feel that a part of all of this was freedom. I Mm -hmm. I was thirsting for freedom. And I wanted to be free, like really free. So, I mean, doing it solo kind of, I mean, that feels like the right way. On a motorcycle solo and just do whatever you want, whenever you want. So I put that aside and I was thinking, okay, let's take the bike to Tallinn. So, there is a ferry between Stockholm and Tallinn, um, and yeah. it day or something like that. Um, so, I did that, and I was thinking if I don't like traveling solo, I can just take the ferry back on from Riga, and that's like 300 kilometers. I'm sorry, now I'm speaking kilometers as well, but now you're leaving. I'm good. I'm, good now. I'm good now. Okay, good. Okay. Cool. <laughs> well done.
0: I'm um, converted now. It actually happened last week. Uh, shit, you not. <laughs> I switched everything over the club, yeah.
1: <laughs> But so when I came to Riga, uh I I did not even think, you know, about going back home because I had too much fun. It was just amazing to travel solo. No. And I had already met like ten people that I just loved. And I was thinking, I I wonder who more I mean what, what people are out there I and I want to meet them all. So yeah. I just continued and I continued traveling for two and a half months and completely solo and had the time um, of life. It was
0: yeah.
1: that was the real solo first solo trip that was Eastern mm-hmm. Europe.
0: And you you didn't have any problems you felt fine you're like that's actually quite nice because I can choose where I want to put my time and, and what you want to do um, and you got to like really explore on your own.
1: Yes, being alone wasn't a problem at all. I loved yeah. it. I, I really did love it. Um, what could be problem I, I felt sometimes because people told me a lot of stuff before I left. Uh, because of course. I didn't have, you know, the right motorcycle for traveling. I was too young, too blonde. Mm. Too, yeah. too much woman. <laughs> I mean, all of those <laughs> things, like solo female in Eastern Europe. So um, people actually told me that I was going to die. <laughs> and uh, people even said that some of the countries that I had chosen didn't have roads. <laughs> and, okay. Yeah, and I was thinking, is this really true? I want to go yeah. out there and see if this is true. Mm. And, like, yeah, of course it wasn't. I mean, People are amazing in those countries, and um, they have roads. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's fun.
0: Yeah, so, that's fun. Okay. <laughs> and
1: they also have amazing food. So, no, and, but I, I had a great time. I had a great. Time. And I,
0: I do notice that um, you uh, a lot of your Instagram story videos. Um, there's always food involved. <laughs> Were you like a food um, a food journalist at some point as well, or is like is that part of like what really gets you outside of the riding is, is enjoying the food?
1: Mm, I think, I mean, it's, not, I cannot say that I'm a foodie because I have no idea. I mean, or I can really enjoy like bad food, if you can say that, I don't know, but like fast food or just a piece of bread and then, you know, I'm, I'm all right for an hour. Um, actually, the job I quit was as a marketing coordinator and food photographer. So maybe that's oh. it. Thing. yeah
2: <laughs> okay. yeah okay. but
1: also, I think that people can relate to it um, you have to eat, everybody eats, so I'm thinking, even if I 'm just eating a piece of bread um, in a parking lot somewhere, I show people that, okay, I stopped here and I I'm having a piece of bread because
2: it's relatable
0: yeah I mean I, like when um, when we were sort of planning up for India, and I think almost any time we travel, even with the family, it's like you want to look up what the like region's food is, like what they're known for yeah. um, because you do like, you want to like, uh, we were in Sedwana, which is like a scuba diving place um, here in South Africa. And one of the popular things there is they, they have these ladies on the side of the road that slice up these pineapples. They like, they hold the leaves and they slice it up real quick. And within 10 seconds, you've got a, a, a pineapple. It's like, a, it looks like an ice cream pop, but like, you want to experience those things and what the local yeah. culture enjoys um, and like that's 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 what I want when I travel I want to try to eat all their food and see what they enjoy yeah. um, I'm going to try that
1: yeah that was amazing in india all the masala chai and different rice dishes and pots and oh everything was just amazing yeah. and we-
2: yeah <laughs>
1: I ate everything, even though people told me that, oh, deli, Belly, blah, 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 yep. stuff like that. But I was like, oh, all right, if I get sick, I get sick. I, I have to try it. Otherwise, um, I mean, if if I don't try their food, it feels like I only get like 50% of the traveling. I, I really want sure. to you know, like, sure. experience everything.
0: We, um on our trip, we had uh, our buddy Zubin, we call him our, he was our fixer. So he was, he's from um, Kerala which is the region that we are in. So it's like the Southwest region, it's a tea region. Um, so he speaks the language, he knows the food. And I told him as soon as I got there, the first night when he picked me up from the airport, I said, look, I eat anything. So anytime we go somewhere, just order whatever, I'm keen to explore. I'm just gonna trust you that we're eating from somewhere that hopefully we won't get sick. Um, and for the whole week that we were there, um, maybe 10 days, we we ate a, a wide ver- from a wide variety of places. Um, no one got sick, um, but we really got to experience it all. Um, and I think I, as much as I love coffee, the masala tea was my favorite. Um, normally here in South Africa, when we're out on motorcycle trips, um, we we go pick up Red Bull, um, but there it was masala. Like that is so much sugar um And you're ready to go for hours, hours. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You're mm. completely right. And I didn't get sick either. I, I was all, I was there for two and a half weeks, and then I went to okay. Sri Lanka afterwards for uh, half a week or a week
2: okay.
1: before heading back home. But I didn't get sick either. And I, I, as I said, I ate everything, like from from places that looked a little bit fishy. And I was thinking, okay, if I'm gonna get sick, this is it. But I didn't. So um,
0: good.
2: Yeah, I'm very and, happy um, for the food Oh, experience. that's
0: good. Yeah. <laughs> and um, what, were, what were some of your, um, you, you mentioned now that you were supposed to be in India. What were some of your other plans sort of during the lockdown time, if not in the next few months, what were some of your trips that you had planned out that um, are being postponed for now?
1: Oh, well, I had a trip to Greece booked, actually, and that was together with my dad. And we haven't traveled mm. since I was a kid. So I was really looking forward to that because uh, yeah, it was a birthday present from him, actually. So, but I hope we're going to do that next year because now he also has a motorcycle license. So I'm very happy about that. Oh, great. To ride together. great. Yeah. <laughs> and I was going to go to Portugal as well and to speak with a girl named Anna from... Backbone babes. We're going to have like a motorcycle evening and talk about bikes and so on. Um and then India. Uh what more? I don't remember now. <laughs> it's just yeah. disappears. Yeah, but those are like the big things that I was really sad about. So yeah. yeah. But that was that was back then. I mean now I feel like I, I think it's good, you know, because when you start traveling like this, like I've done for the past three years, you kind of just look forward to the next one all the time. And I came home, I loved the trip that I've done, but I immediately started focusing on the next one. So I think that yeah. this, is, this is actually good for me to slow down a little bit. And I think I will keep this in mind when the world starts opening up again to actually
2: yeah.
1: come home in between and calm down and let the mind you know, digest yeah. until I continue.
0: Yeah, that's, um, yeah, I I think the same anytime we got back from a trip, um, it's when we start planning another one. Um, So it is, I think, these times especially kind of make you appreciate the trips that you had and really enjoy them and, and kind of digest them a bit more. So it'll be interesting to see once borders open back up how we as travelers sort of uh, get back out there and what's what that ends up looking like for us. Yeah, it's um, going to be very
1: interesting. Uh, the big trip that I had coming up, that would be now in August, uh, but I think I have to, yeah, that's going to be next year. I was going to ride from Stockholm to Kazakhstan. So, oh, wow. Yeah, that, that's a long trip. And this has been a plan for me for over a year now and a dream for even longer than that. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, still, I'm thinking that maybe, 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 but now I'm thinking that even if it would open up, I'm thinking maybe it's better to, to stay home and stay calm for a while until it's really good, like, and um, you know how the world looks like.
0: Yeah, we've, we've had people asking us about um, some of our trips that are uh, actually here in Southern Africa, so like Swaziland and Lesotho. Um And, you know, it's it's a possibility because the borders are so close, but... We don't know. Um, no one knows what the borders are going to be like and when they'll open up. And, and even if they are open, what regulations they might have. So I think it's, um, you know, kind of like you said, just it's better just wait a bit. Um, yeah. Let let those other countries figure out um, their plans as well and what their yeah. strategy is for opening up and allowing international really people. Maybe. Yeah. Wow. yeah, that's so it's what, interesting. Yeah.
1: But is gonna be really cool. I have the map and everything, and I've done so oh. much research. This will probably become my most research trip that I've ever done because I have so much time on my hands. Yeah. <laughs> uh, usually I like, you know, just winging it and go with the flow and do whatever I feel like. But this time I have so many stars on the map that, I mean, along the way that I want to see and do and experience, so.
0: And did you find by having the, the paper map that it um that it maybe allowed you to explore a little bit more or make a make sort of a route, and then you could kind of go to your computer and check um online like what those what those areas were like. did you find it more useful to plan a trip
1: I don't use paper maps that much okay uh, not at all actually because i I love 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 just disappearing into Google Maps. I think yeah. I use Google Maps almost the same way because it's not that I'm searching for places. I'm zooming in, I'm following roads, and really, you know, yeah, I, I can look at a map for hours. I'm not kidding you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And oh, that's great. Like also, with Google Maps, that you don't get from a paper map is, I mean, all the recommendations and restaurants Ooh. and stuff like that that you get from other people when you're zooming in. Yeah. and. Sometimes I just want to find a place close to a lake, for instance. And then I zoom in on a lake and I can just look around and like, oh, there's something. And yeah. it only has like two reviews. so You would never have found it if you searched for it. So yeah. I found some really cool places just by, you know, almost traveling in the map first and then yeah. do it like in real life afterwards. And that's why I like uh, Google Maps more, even if it's very romantic and retro nice, you know, with, with
0: paper maps. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. I, I understand why people use paper
0: maps. Sure. I, I, yeah. um, and of all your triumphs, uh, would you say that your favorite triumph is a street scrambler?
1: Oh, it's such a hard question. But yeah, you've done your research very, very well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love street scramblers so much. And it's a really good touring bike because you sit very uh, comfortably. (laughs) That was hard to say for me as a Swede. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, But I miss, I I mean, I tend to miss the engine in Speed Twin when I ride Street Scrambler because Street Street Scrambler is 900 and Speed Twin is uh, 1200. Um, Triumph, they have this gorgeous looking Scrambler 1200 as well, but I'm too short. (laughs) That was to... one of
0: my questions for you. I haven't seen photos of you in the Scrambler. Um, and that was a question. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There is a picture of me but I will never ever upload it because I'm just sitting like this like a child. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and what about the um, what it, so they they've got the, um, the XE. So they've got two models and one of them was shorter, even yeah. that one was still too tall.
1: It doesn't help. But no. I, I, I will tell you a secret that right now in this very moment, there is a Scrambler 1200 in the basement at Triumph Scandinavia, and they are taking off the, the Aline's uh, suspensions right now, and they're going to get some shorter ones for me.
0: <laughs> so oh wow! Going
1: over it. So very soon oh, congrats. Will... <laughs> there will be a Hannah on a Scrambler 1200.
0: Oh, congrats. <laughs> That'll be so cool.
1: Thank you. that'll be so cool <laughs> i'm looking forward to it so much and it's it's ah it's gorgeous it's it's the black one so
0: cool oh. yeah that is um that uh i had a scrambler 900 um, um it was like a, i think it was a 2016. my favorite bike uh had it for a couple years and then it was totaled and even as much as i love that bike
2: yeah
0: everything that i wanted to improve on that bike is now today what's on that 1200 scrambler, and we have often um, been able to have it on loan from Triumph South Africa on trips. And you know, I took it out last weekend, and that is one phenomenal machine. It like ticks all the boxes. So you, if they're sorting out the suspension for you, I think you're really going to love it, especially the fact that you mentioned. Uh, that the street scrambler doesn't have enough power, as much power as the Speed Twin. So I think you're really going to um, enjoy that quite a lot.
1: <laughs> can't wait, I can't
0: wait. I literally
2: can't wait, <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: good. It's so, like even on, um, like even on the tar that bike, you just want to pull that throttle back even more. Um, so you're going to have fun, I promise you, Good. you're going to have a lot of fun.
2: <laughs> Good.
0: Um, and you mentioned that you've been here to South Africa before. So tell us a little bit about uh, what your recent trip to South Africa was like and who you're with.
1: Oh, South Africa, wow, really stole my heart. I loved it, uh, especially Cape Town, which is a very, very nice city. And I have never been like a real oyster fan, but wow, I think I had oysters every day in South Africa. It was really nice. Um, My plan from the beginning was to go solo as I do and visit a friend of mine, her name is Sabrina and she has a Royal Enfield uh, rental there. Um, But then my mother called and she asked me because she told me that she had some vacation and she wanted me to come and visit her here in Sweden. And I told her, okay I'm so sorry mom I cannot come and see you because I'm going to I'm going to Cape Town and she was quiet for a little while and then she said oh but what if I come and visit you in South Africa and I said what really you want to do that and we started talking you know like two teenagers like oh we can have motorcycles <laughs> We can do this. you can do that and oh my god really you want to ride there oh my god and my mom she was the one who suggested like I want to go shark diving. That sounds cool. <laughs> and I was like, okay, sure, mom. <laughs> Let's do that.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: so I went first, and then she came after me like five days after, and both of us we got to land motorcycles from Triumph. Okay. So I had a bobber, really nice and cool bike, and my mom, she had a Bonneville Speedmaster. So it was... It was awesome because my mom was actually the one who taught me how to write when i was 17 years old so going from i mean she was teaching me to now she was writing behind me and i got to show her what i'm doing you know like wow. how it works with instagram what my followers were writing and writing to me and she she was even in some of my Instagram stories and
2: people. Oh, that's cool. she,
1: she had two very, very engaged fans. <laughs> <So>.
2: <laughs> where's your mom? Where's your mom? Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, hey, where's cool. your
1: mother? And oh, please say hi to your mother from me and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> so that was really cool. So she she was very happy I'm like, yeah, I have fans.
0: <laughs> oh, that's amazing. She must yeah. have absolutely loved that.
1: Yeah, I I bet you. I mean, we're talking about it still. I mean, and we want to go back, the both of us, and um, yeah, maybe go somewhere else in the future. I don't know where, but it would be really cool. nice to ride with her again. Be really. Cool. And um,
0: and what areas of South Africa did you guys ride? You said Cape Town, and then where else did you did you ride through?
1: Yeah, then we went east along the coast. Okay. Um Let's. I, oh, I'm so bad with names. I'm really, really bad with names. But we went all the way to Naisna and okay. we took off a lot of cool places along, uh, along, along the way. At the um, most southern point of the African continent. Uh,
0: Cape, Cape Point, yes.
1: Is, okay, okay,
2: yeah, yeah. Well, that's
0: that. Yeah, actually, <laughs> um, yeah, Cape Point's just outside of um, Cape Town. I think it's about, it's about a 45 minute to hour ride. No, um, there's another
1: and- one, there's another one. Because there's Cape of Good Hope and there's Cape Point. Oh. Those are really close to each other and that's south of um, Cape Town. But then you have the most southern point of the African continent and that's-
0: We were- there. Mona, my, my wife's on here, she'll know the answer. She was, we were there um, last year, but I think it was Cape Point, Cape Agalis. Cape Agalis.
1: Yeah. Is that called- There Cape we go.
0: So yeah, there we go. Yeah, so there's yeah. three people commenting, <laughs> yeah.
2: Exactly. Oh okay. great. <laughs> Thank <you> guys. <laughs> thanks
0: guys. So those are Cape Tonians. Oh. Uh, so I see um Rian and Ramiz, they're both from uh, Cape Town. So they Oh thanks, God. Hello
1: Cape Town, Thank I you miss you. you. Nice.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I miss you so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, waterfront. Just sitting at waterfront with a glass of wine. Oh
0: I have to go back to It's a it's a special place. Cape Town is a pretty special place.
1: It is, it is. And, yeah, we're nice um, That We went north, Barrydale. Of course yes. we went to um, Ronnie's Sex Shop.
2: Yep, and
0: we you go to the milkshake. There's a milkshake place. Um, uh, I think it's actually outside of Barrydale maybe. They're famous for their milkshakes, but Ronnie's Sex Shop is like the one place everyone goes who's yeah. out in the Karoo out there for that area. Um, the
1: surroundings are just super cool so that was perfect perfect stop Um, yeah
0: diesel and Um, cream that's the name of it diesel and cream
1: yeah i went there too diesel and cream yes
0: okay
1: yes we were there that's on route 62 isn't it
0: that's it that's it (laughs) (laughs) great you're speaking our language down here Everyone's like, yes, yes, I know that. Yeah, 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 that's it, that's it. <laughs> Yeah,
1: now I feel like I wanna have some braai. <laughs> huh? huh?
2: Doing well,
0: doing huh? well, that's it, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that
1: was a very important word from what I <laughs> figured yeah, out.
0: Yeah, I, I came here with barbecue, um, and I've, I've caught on, I don't say barbecue anymore, um, but it's, it's fun, we're, we're adapting. You know
1: that's great <laughs> that's great
0: um and what are what are some of your um what are some of your goals that you have whether it be for this year for the next couple of years and your travels what are what are some of your what are your goals
1: wow tricky question or maybe it's not so <laughs> tricky but oh the thing is that when people talk about goals it's like where do you see yourself in five years yeah. And <laughs> i don 't know, I think my goal is to continue following my heart and never feel mm-hmm. that I'm trapped in one place as I yeah. felt at my former workplace, um, even though that was a great place and I had a lot of fun. The colleagues were amazingly funny. Uh, I just felt that I didn't want to go to the same place every day and do something you know that I know that well I, I want to explore. But also, I mean, I'm totally open for maybe tomorrow or two years from now, I, will, I I don't feel like that anymore. And I want to stay somewhere. I want to have a villa in the suburbs and, you know, have a family and so on. Maybe that happens. Yeah. And then my goals will be different. Uh, but today, I just want to continue doing what I'm doing. Stay healthy and follow my heart, um, be a good person and explore the world those are my yeah. goals. It, it sounds very simple, maybe, and like, a little bit of, that's it. it's, well, no, that's
0: perfect. And, um, and outside of the uh, outside of your trip to Kazakhstan, what, what are some other, um, whether they might be planned, or what are some of your sort of bucket list uh, locations that you'd want to travel to?
1: I still have South America, I haven't been to South ah. America at all. So, I also have a map for that <laughs> trip, actually. Um, so, especially Brazil, I want to go to.
2: Okay. Um,
1: Rio. Oh, I'm dreaming about Rio. So there, there are a lot of places in South America that I, that I want to travel to, and also Central. I would America. say
0: Peru. 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 Yeah. Add that to your list.
1: Okay. It's a great so spot. Are special in Peru.
0: Um, so we did a we did a Land Rover trip there um, about three years ago, and we flew into Cusco yeah. and went ooh, all, all kinds of places. But um, there, what, what we found so amazing about Peru is the wide variety of landscape within a short amount of distance. So on our trip one day, we were um, out in the desert. So there's like these dunes, and then we're along the coast. Um, along the desert, and then we go up into these really high mountains um, and then like down into the jungle, but it just it 's a wide variety and, and so we even though we we're in land Rovers, Alan, my business partner and I were like, we need to come back here on bikes because oh. it's it 's really really special um, and there's um, we 've had a couple guys on the show uh, great world trek who 's on tonight um, and also Mickness um who have both traveled uh, around the world and they've spent a lot of time in peru and both of them spoke about it on the show and they really they really love it the landscape the people um and yeah as alan says down here it's also narco territory um, um so just mean very luscious
1: <laughs> cool all right yeah i have to go i, I truly have to go oh, yeah see i want to do that and also i want to go back to australia and new zealand again and okay. because i only rode the south island in new zealand so i want to go back and ride oh did i say i did ride the south island and i want to ride the north island yeah
2: okay That's... okay
1: but my okay my previous goal was you know to see 70 countries uh, before turning 30 and I've done that and then somebody else told me that I have to see another amount of countries before another age but <laughs> I'm not so sure about those kind of goals anymore yeah. Um, yeah. because then it gets like a little bit stressful that you want to go to a new place all the time and maybe it's not only about that but yeah. actually you know exploring places you've been to before as well but yeah. So, yeah but South America I really want to go there and now I have to go to Peru
0: Yes, no, for sure. Uh, you can see Great World Trek commented, South America is on fire. Yeah. So, if you need any, um, if you need any resources or info, he's a great person to talk to. Um, he's actually one of our guys here in the group. Um, very knowledgeable of the area as well. Um, uh, the next question I want to ask you was about your relationship with Triumph. Um, how long have you been an ambassador of Triumph? And what has that relationship been like for you?
1: Wow. It's, I mean, if somebody told me this when I was a kid, like in the future, Hannah, you're going to travel the world and you're going to be a brand ambassador for Triumph motorcycles. I don't know what I would have said. I was like, yeah, <laughs> cool joke. Funny. Yeah. Um, but everything, it was just the perfect match. Uh, I started riding Triumph because I, I love Triumph. Um, So I just, I picked my bike just out of my my own, um, yeah. What what I wanted to ride, so it was very mm. simple for me. And after the trip, uh, Sweden's biggest motorcycle magazine, Altom MC, kind of means like everything about motorcycles. <laughs> okay. They contacted me and asked me if I could write about my my trip that I that I did in Eastern Europe. So I did that, and then trying in Scandinavia, this, they saw this so they asked me if I wanted to speak at one of their like girls nights uh, about how it is to travel as a solo female. So I did that and then afterwards I, I ended uh, this uh, speaking thing with telling them that my next adventure was going to go to North Cape um, and I was going to ride on my triangle. But then uh, one of the guys from Triumph Scandinavia they asked me but Hannah don't you want to do this on the street Scrambler? you said that you loved it so much and I said, What do you mean? <laughs> like I I can't afford this free scramble right now. And they said, yeah. No, but you can have that one and you can lend it from us. And then they have never had an ambassador before and I've never been a band a yeah. brand ambassador before. So everything was very new to us, but it just clicked. What I wanted to do, they they loved what I was doing, so they have never you know, asked me to do something for them. It's more like I do my thing, and they That's tag along you. and really support it. Yeah. So I'm so <laughs> incredibly grateful. And then this allowed me to, um, yeah, borrow motorcycles in more countries where Triumph is located, like Japan, uh, India, and South Africa, um, everywhere in Europe, um, and New Zealand. So. I, I feel this is just it, it's really cool. I'm very happy about it, and I love doing this so much. And yeah, so that's more or less how it how it looks like. And I help them a little bit with social media and so on, of course, because I love doing that. So it comes
0: naturally. And um, when you when you travel to the other countries and you're able to go back on a triumph, do you kind of feel like you're sort of back at home, but yes. just in a different place, like super comfortable <laughs> on the bike?
1: I was thinking just like that when I was in Japan and mm. because when I went to Japan, I felt like I wanted to have a real adventure again, you know, go somewhere where I don't speak the language. I cannot read uh, their letters, you know, and you write on the wrong side, like on the left for me, that's the wrong side. Um, and I just, I just wanted to have those challenges again. And it felt like when I came to Tokyo, uh, have you been to Tokyo?
0: I have not. I no, have not. About.
1: But coming like as a newcomer to, to Tokyo, it's, it's extreme. It's so cool. It's so big. You feel this big. And it's just wow. really amazing. And I was thinking that I was a little bit nervous that I was going to get stressed in the traffic. But okay. as soon as I was on that bike, I was like, all right, this is home. This, I know this. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> you know how
0: fast it can go. You know how quick it can stop.
1: I know everything, <laughs> so I, I felt at home in in this complete new place. And now I feel like that every time I jump on the Triumph. So that's, that's a really great feeling.
0: Oh, that's good. Yeah, because yeah, we um, when we went to India, we tr- we rode rural infields, and you know, leading up to going there, as much as your friends were talking about food for you and the deli Belly, all my friends were saying, "Dude." I cannot wait to see you on a Royal Enfield because I'm two meters tall. They doubted I was going to fit and I'm used to power. Um, And I got on it and I actually was blown away by it. It was simple, it was rugged. Um, I didn't fit perfectly, but like it was fun. Um, But it did take me some time to get used to the bike, to know how quick it could accelerate, at what point I could pass a car, how quickly I could stop. Um, and so it does kind of change things a bit for you. Um, but after a few days, you know that bike in and out. Um, yeah, was, did,
1: did you have a 350 but, or a 500?
0: Uh, 500, 500. 500. Classic. Think, uh, 500 bullets, bullets. Was, okay. like loaded down. So obviously me being a camera guy, I've got a lot of gear, um, so I had a big duffel bag on the back with another bag and then someone else gave me their bag, I said, dude, this thing, I'm, I'm fine. Like I'll put everyone's gear on it because the thing was a workhorse. It was an absolute machine. Um, I have no problems with it. Um, so it was cool to ride a new bike. Um, but when we got back, I was thinking, and it would be quite cool to experience India on a Triumph. Um, whether it be a Scrambler, well, it's really all I would fit on. Um, Speed twins, I've ridden um, fun bike. Um, yeah, it good. would be really cool to experience that um, in India.
1: But I felt the same way, but the opposite. I mean, I really wanted to try Royal Enfield when I was there, since it's mm. like typical. It's it's the icon, you know, for, for motorcycle traveling in India,
2: right?
1: Yeah. So I had to try one. So actually, I had, I tried a classic 350 and really okay. old fun and yeah, yeah it was really fun but oh my god it was vibrating so much yeah. for one hour my hands were like i could feel yeah. it like in my bones <laughs> but it was so much fun it was um, really fun to try it out and to do that but that was also part of the dream i mean even though i yeah. love triumph and i had a triumph there i, I wanted to do it like
0: absolutely um, so it yeah i mean you want to like we've often called uh, bikes to be different tools. Each bike has has its own uses for something. Triumphs have their own uses, Royal Enfields have their own. And it's really fun to go to different places and try different bikes and see yeah. what you like about it, see what yeah. you don't. Um, you're not going to like every one of them, but you might find some new ones that really like interest you.
1: Yeah, exactly. And just because I'm the brand ambassador for Triumph right now, I mean, I think it's even more believable if I actually try other bikes as well. And still I choose Triumph, So it, it's not weird at all. Actually, when I was in the States, and I, I wanted to ride a part of Route 66, you know, because it's a classic mm. one. And then I felt like, alright, if I'm gonna do this the American way, I have to ride the Harley Davidson, of course. So I actually did that sure. as a, <laughs> a sportster. <laughs> so, yeah, Route 66 on a sportster. <laughs> I've done
0: that. Yeah, Like growing up in the States, I didn't know there was any other motorcycles other than like, well, I would categorize two types of bikes in the States, crotch rockets, aka sport bikes, and Harleys. That was it. That was all I knew. Um, And then I moved here to South Africa, and my eyes opened up to a wide world of bikes and learning to appreciate other brands outside of, of Harley and really get to enjoy what other other brands are doing. There's some great motorcycles out there. Um, Harley. Yeah, I've got a Harley. It is my bike. It's it fits me perfectly. It's massive. Um, But it's old. It's that's that's what suits me. Um, But there's a lot of new bikes. That's like the 1200 Scrambler. That's next in the garage, for sure.
1: Oh, yeah,
0: such a gorgeous bike. Can't wait to ride it. Um, And actually, like uh, Colin mentioned, uh, so Zed's dead, the last comment in here, and my wife mentioned it as well. Um, At the end of every year, we have our annual Sabi Bubble Run, which is our traditional motorcycle run. This year, it's December 12th through the 16th. Um, If you are available and want to come to South Africa, you must come. It is like, we call it the Christmas party for bona fide. Um, we've had people from the UK, Spain come and enjoy themselves. And it's a great, some of the best riding in the country. And it's just a great way to end your year. Um, ah, I
1: would love, I would love doing that. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And, and it's yes, the summer.
0: And it's a, yeah, bring your mom. We, have, oh, we have, mom. we have a wide variety of people that join us. And this year, because of all the shit that's happened, Um, We're just doing one big event, and that'll be making the bubble run quite massive um, and having a proper, as we call here in South Africa, proper Joel. Um, (laughs) If you put it on your calendar, definitely come. Obviously, you being Triumph and our relationship with Triumph, um, we get you a bike, no problem.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, I have to do that. Sweet, yeah. If, if it's all right to fly and all of that, I, I will do this. I'm not, I'm not kidding, that would be so I think it should be fun. 12 I'll, I'll, 16.
0: Yeah, I'll actually show you our poster that we, um, that we had. So, this was last year's poster, oh. and this is actually what our campsite looks like. So, this is uh Great World Trek, this is his Thruxton here. Uh, obviously, yeah, a, scrambler and a street scrambler, a campfire. The truck and tent so it's uh it's a good time I'll oh. send you a few links after this I'll send you a few links please do oh
1: thank you so much
0: for giving me something like that to look forward to pleasure pleasure i, re- I really think you'd um uh, you'd appreciate it you'd enjoy it um The people that we have and that come with um are amazing. We have one rule it's simple it's don't be a dick that's it oh. um Dick. covers everything best, you know? I'm a little bit of a dick sometimes but I would do yeah. <laughs> so, that rule and then there is so much great writing you would love it you would love it Awesome. Um, <laughs> sweet um, so yeah it should be interesting because a lot of our guys who um, from overseas um, that were going to join us on other trips this year I think we um, I think we're going to try to convince them to come for the bubble run this year. So it should be quite, quite good because a lot of people may not be making Christmas plans or travel plans over the holidays. Um, so we're thinking that maybe the bubble run is the one trip that they plan um, to have a good time.
1: And it's perfect for me as well. I mean, living in Scandinavia in December, you can imagine it's mm. not much riding going on here then. So coming I mean to go somewhere and get to ride in December, that's very exotic and nice for me. So
0: perfect. Perfect.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna tell all my friends, is that all right?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so
1: we will have like our own plane. That <laughs> sweet, perfect. Our-
0: perfect. The um so the the campsite, so we forgot about Two and a half minutes, I think, left. But um, the campsite owner, um, we've been going to the same campsites for seven years. And it's um, it's a really great place. Every year they build up and they make it better each year. Um, and it's just like, it's a great community, great people there. Um, so the more people we bring, especially after this year, they're going to love it. They're going to really appreciate it. So um, it'll be fun. So... Hannah, we've got a minute and 40 seconds. So I think this is... uh, It went quick, eh? It goes so quick on the show. Um, So I think this is a great point to stop. Um, It was so great to have you. I'm glad you got to your accommodation in time. And um, (laughs) if we could hear some of your stories, it's a pleasure to meet you. And um, it looks like we may see you in December. That would be amazing. I will... I'll send you some links um, to our website so you can see a little bit more about the bubble run um, to see like how great it really is. Thank
1: you so much for having me. This was really, really
0: fun, yeah. Cool. Thank you to everyone else. um, Thank you so much for joining us. We are back next week. We have Michael Woolley-Woolaway who's the uh, famous uh, motorcycle builder from Deus. He's also the man who's raced Pike Peaks several, several times. He's going to be on next week. This podcast will be available on iTunes tomorrow or Apple Podcast. Um, so check it out, Hannah. I'll also send you a link as well. Cool. Um,
2: Great. That's and it, everyone. Episode for sure.
0: Cool. Cool. Have a lovely
2: evening.